The Red Rum Theater, episode 37, My Girl. movies we love movies we were raised by movies we're your host Ernesto Alanis and Antonio Marino and every week look at one of the movies that helped raise us up find that movie raised us right and raised us wrong today we talk about the movie my girl and how it taught us that death is part of life and it influenced us because we never ever wanted to have a daughter so it's gonna get heavy stinking today heavy not today <laughs> so we're doing a movie that's surprising for us because our movies are generally guy-centric. Yeah. This is a movie where the main character is a girl. And it's it's about it's a coming-of-age story of a little girl. But this movie was huge back in the day. Like, everyone saw it. And this is... Well, when we've seen it, we were their age. Right! What year did this come out? This came out in 1991. Yeah, we were, we were right there. We were 11 there. and she's 11 yeah, and yeah. a half. Yeah, yeah, we were right there. Okay, so this movie... You know what's crazy is we... I'm Macaulay Culkin's age. He In looks, real life? Yeah, he looks horrible now, dude. I know, man. It, it, I'll tell do? you what, if the, if the rumors are true, he is going to be an incredible Kurt Cobain, Well, dude. get there. Hold that. Hold that. Did Come you s- look it up? Did you check any of that I look, I'll, I'll look it up in a sec. Too bad I'm finna want look it up while we're talking. <laughs> so this movie has a dismal 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. How is that po- First of all, when did Rotten Tomatoes come out? After the fact. They went and found reviews like from the di- from oh, minute okay. and put it together. But it only has like 12 ratings. So half the 12 they found were good, half were bad. So it's not a great, you know, measurement. It did well financially, did what it, it, it was so it did so well. Yeah. They made a sequel for it. But no one really watched the sequel. Hey, no, I, dude, I still ain't watched the... I, I've seen the preview, and the dude's like, boyfriend? And she's like, best friend. I'm like, man, ain't nobody <laughs> watching this movie, dude. But um, directed by a guy named Howard Zeef, this guy. He did a few movies from the 80s. Did Private Benjamin. Loved it. With, Loved um, Private Benjamin. With, what's the girl's name? Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Uh, I can't remember. Who's in Private Benjamin with her? Anybody in... Is, I, I is her? So, her mom was somebody big. I don't remember. Okay. Um, then you have the Dream Team, Michael, Michael Keaton. Remember that one where everyone's crazy? They're the nut house. Oh, they... the nut house. Okay. Yeah. I always confused um, Gung Ho with Dream Team. I can see you do that. Gung Ho's awesome, <laughs> dude. Dude, I, I cannot wait to see the new Spider-Man movie because I want to see Keaton as a villain. I've heard mixed reviews, but I am going to see it. I've heard. I've heard it's the best Spider-Man, and I'm not a fan of Spider-Man. There you like, go. Dang, dude. So, so this guy has a few movies that are pretty good. Um the plot, it's a coming-of-age tale about a girl growing up okay, without a mother. Okay, dude, I keep hearing coming-of-age, coming-of-age. What does that mean, like they're growing up? Yes, growing up. It's okay. just like it's like learning a big lesson. It's going from childhood to more maturity. I've got a hemorrhage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. That's crazy. Dude, and, dude, I can't. Dude, we'll get to that scene. We'll you, get just, th- you just set a record for dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wh- uh, dude, speaking of which, dude. I'm nervous about where I parked, man. I'm gonna get it from the front end of the bag, dude. You, I can't believe you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that gas got whiskers on it. No, but um, oh. stinking. This guy parallel parked in a spot. I, I can't believe you got in that spot, dude. 
<laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Story of my life, huh? <laughs> So stupid. Okay. Coming of age, dude. Come on. <laughs> so sell this movie. Why should anyone watch it? If, if they've not seen My Girl, why should they bother finding this movie to watch it? Because of the the, the poem the hippie girls <laughs> reads in the class. <laughs> okay, I'll say this. I haven't seen this movie in 20 years. Oh, dude, it's been a minute. I was a little nervous about it. You didn't think it was going to... Uh, I thought it might be cheese ball. It was cheese ball. It was amazing. I, Actually, it was kind of like really good. Like, I can't. It was believe, done really well. I can't believe how in I was. And the mem- like, there's like moments I'm like, oh, I remember this scene. I remember this scene. There's probably only that whole movie was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Papa, I had, loved his brother, dude. Oh, I probably had three scenes. Dude, I remembered. How funny was it when the brother was trying to tell him about dating in the 70s? <laughs> and he's like, no bras. Oh come on. <laughs> he's like, I'm telling you, <laughs> women's lips in, dude. <laughs> Don't make a mistake and hold her card or open her car door. What a dog, dude! He's a jerk, water dude. Um, so let's get into this movie. Let's go work. Let's, look, let's work this movie. The movie is about a girl named Veda, um, played by Anna Chomsky, and Veda is an 11 and a half year old girl growing up without a mother. And Chomsky. That's a crazy thing. A girl having no mom. Um, almost as crazy as a girl with no mom. Growing up in a stinking funeral parlor. It's a, it's a, Dude, that scene when she drops the basketball down the stairs, I I'm I couldn't even handle being in grandma's basement. And there was no dead bodies in there. Dude, there's a scene, one of my favorite scenes of the movie that kind of get because Jamie Lee Curtis is the outsider. Jamie Lee Curtis starts working for Dan Aykroyd and the funeral parlor. Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome in this movie. And she comes in to say she's done for the day. And the two brothers are talking. The grandma's sitting there at the table, and, and the daughter's on the floor laying out. Just she, well, what's she's this? a hypochondriac. Yes, yes. She always thinks she's sick and she's dying. So Jimmy goes to the floor like, "Are you okay?" And says, "What's wrong with her?" He's like, "Ah, oh, she's just playing around." It's hilarious because the mom's singing, the brothers the are talking, Veda's on the floor, <laughs> and she's looking at her like, "What and the, the brothers heck? are talking about a like awful like uh, like." Like ten car pileup, and how he has so many bodies in the funeral party. He goes, I don't want. It. He's like, he's like, about that new Cadillac. He goes, he goes. That was hilarious. He goes, I know, but there's bodies in your room. There's bodies in my room. And so it, it, that's what they were talking so about. So the is like really, it's kind of morbid. There's the grandma singing over them. There's a daughter on the floor saying she's dying of prostate cancer. And Jimmy Chris is like, what the crap is happening here? <laughs> I love it's it, it's that's family life. So the brother lives at the house. Yes. Is that what Dan Aykroyd was like? And you can take care of me for a change. <laughs> <laughs> is he part of the business? Yes, he's a partner. Okay. Um, Sultan Fuss uh, funeral. <laughs> oh, that's right. How do I look? Like a Sultan Fuss. <laughs> so funny, dude. <laughs> but uh, made a Sultan Fuss. Tough break. <laughs> <laughs> that was bold, dude. What a jerk of a guy. So, you know, they own the salon in Detroit. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. That's so, crazy. So she's growing up. She's got no mom. Her mom died in childbirth, which left her a mess. Then she's got questions like, did I kill my mom? Yes. She even says that in one of her Very cryptic, and, cryptic thoughts. Yep. Uh, she's like, I something, something, something. You want to know what's in my heart? And I killed my mother. I think I killed my mother. It's crazy. This she, is a deep she's, movie, she's man. She's got a crush on her teacher. Haven't, didn't we all have a crush on our teachers? You had a crush on a Spanish teacher. I asked her to prom, dude. Dang, Gina, Mr. Thakios. <laughs> What was her name before Stathakios? I don't know. You'd know. I, I, you had her pre-Stathakios. I had her. She was dating the guy she married. 
Because Tony's after me in high school. So she, I asked her to prom, dude. No one's in the classroom. I come up, try to play it cool, ask her to prom. You're crazy, dude. A little you bit. really did learn from movies. <laughs> dude, you know it, dude. Just lay, lay it all down, She man. was fine, though. I'll give it to you. Shoot, man. But, uh. Stinking, she's got a crush on a teacher. She's got her best friend. She's only friends with guys because she doesn't know how to deal with girls because she never had a mom. Yeah. So all her friends Poor are dudes. Um, so yeah. you watch her trying to – and the, the big conflict of the movie is his dad – her dad begins to move on. The dad's going to find love again, and she doesn't know how to handle it. And it's a tough thing. I, well, that's because she's the only girl in her dad's life besides the grandma. Right. Um, and, the, and then the reason uh, he was saying that the reason that she loves the grandma so much and the reason she's having such a t- tough time with life right now is because the grandma raised lost her. Lost her mind, yeah. And she was the one taking care of her and was like the, the motherly figure, and she lost her mind. She's got like, Alzheimer's or dementia. Dementia, yeah, yeah. One of those things. So this poor girl's life is changing so much, she doesn't know what to do. So Jamie Lee Curtis starts working there, and the dad and her start having a romance. And let me tell you something. Dan Aykroyd plays an incredible, understated man. He is, he's got his mind on work. Yep. Uh, nothing really phases him. He can, like, work and think through anything that's happening. Like, that's his life is his work. That's yes. all he really has is his work. He's not a very, and what's sad is you think he's just a man, but the brother tells his daughter later on. The brother sitting he on the swing. He used to be funny. He used to, yeah, he. He used to be a cool dude. Yeah. But when, you're, when, you're, when, you're, when his wife died, he changed. And you're like, that, how, that would change you. Heck yes. I tell my wife. I tell Dude, my wife. Dude, how sad was that when he was like, soon, when your mom was pregnant with you, she knew you were going to be a girl. She painted the whole room pink just because she knew she was going to be a girl. That, that movie's rough, bro. Dude, and you see, and, and so, I mean, the movie goes forward, back and forth. Do I like this new girl in my life? Do I not like this girl in my life? That scene at the bumper cars is kind of brutal. Jamie Lee Curtis is looking around like, what the heck? And the look, like, Girls, when she are was different staring kind of at her, dude, I, I the movie scares that me. That was like a challenge, dude. It was. Um, <laughs> this, movie, this movie's crazy. But Dan Aykroyd plays this understated man, but he still got some game, dude. Dude, he he's awesome. She's Wait. like, it was very perverted, but she's like, good dancer, good kisser. I'm pretty optimistic right now. I'm like, dang, Gina. Well, even before the first date, she's trying to get him to ask, and you think he's missing the signals. Oh, like, he knows. He, and, because she's got that face like, dang it. Yes. But then when she walks away after, he says, but I do like bingo. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, dang. She's laying down like, oh, I love to go. Oh, she's throwing it I love out going there, to the dude. movies. I love the driving. I love it. There ain't nothing more romantic than driving. He's like, Man, what? He's like, I, I don't really like I'm going. not big into the driving. And so, she, and he goes to do his paperwork back to her. Remember? Turns his back. Yes, on her. yes. And, and then she makes the face like, damn. Like this guy's like, a shot down, idiot. dude. Shot you in you the heart. think he has no game? You think he's missing the, the clues? Oh yeah, until she Miss- starts walking away, dude. Then he lays it down. And then he, st- and then when she when she says that sounds awesome, and then she leaves, he starts typing again. He's like, he's like all pumped up. He types just like me, dude. One finger pecking, dude. He uh. He types like Gary Delabate. He's like trying to get looking 70s good. Dude, those collars were out of control. I love the collars. The reason those collars were so smooth was because you didn't wear a tie with them. You had them open, and the collar was on top of the jacket. That's why it looks so sweet. It's I kind of do like it. It's, it's dope, dude. Dude. A little gold chain action, a little chest hair sandwich. <laughs> shoot. If I had chest and hair, and shoot. Stay, you got the Indian side, dude. dude. I got enough chest hair for both of us, dude. Dang. <laughs> 
You braid that stuff, dude. Look, I'm like, dang, Burt Reynolds' long lost cousin, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> oh, but, uh, so, um, the movie is, uh, we'll get to, so, it's, it's, a, it's, I'm telling you, it's surprisingly heartfelt. It's surprisingly, and just watching, like, this is the SummerSlam. It's yeah. a summer break. Kids riding their bikes around town. Riding bikes, playing, climbing trees. Got to be home for lunch, then we can go back out. And the thing is, this movie is placed in the 70s. Now, the time, the time we're born, we're born, we're 80s kids, my brother and I. And we should have missed all this, but we lived in the UP for a few years. It was like going back in time. Dude, it was, it was a time and a place where there was no danger, we could we could tell mom, okay, we're take, we're we're going out for the day. We're gonna go to Duke's Lake. We're gonna take our bikes. We're gonna hook up with with our friends. And she would literally be like, "Be home for dinner. We could be gone all day because there was no fear out there. The only fear was uh, uh, the adventures we'd go on. We'd get hurt, break our own bones. And the thing is, we watch movies like Stand by Me. We watch movie, these movies, even Stranger Things, because we're we're actually '90s kids. Stranger so not- Things is amazing because of that. But look, we shouldn't. No, have, we are '90s as a mug because we're 10 years old in 1990. Yeah, we should like we're starting to do things on our Why own. Why do you think that I, I am like I'm the biggest grunge? Alternative like, like people, guy. people are always like, "Oh, have you ever been to Nashville?" And I love country, and I'm a truck driver, so I obviously love country. But when people talk about Nashville or LA or Austin, to me, my Becca would be going to Seattle, right. going to check out the birthplace of Starbucks, grunge. I mean, the only one we got left is sticking uh, Eddie Vedder. Although he's great, he was number three on my list. Was he? He's never won an Angie's. He's never won an Angie's. She's always been said Vedder was better. Vedder? Vedder yeah. is better, dude. Just like <laughs> Fredder, dude. Fredder's better, dog. Too bad it's so, so much better it went out of business. But uh, uh, I, my, my list goes Cobain, Cornell, Vedder. Really? Yep. Uh, Vedder and Lane Staley kind of fought for third. Okay, I want to say... I'm going hungry! <laughs> I'm going hungry. Dude, too bad. After he died, I seen a video of them doing hunger strike at Lollapalooza in like 93. Those two got up on a stage and there was nobody. It was like 10 people there. It was a small side stage. They started playing hunger strike. And by the time the first chorus was over, there was three or 400 people there. It was insane. And then there was another video of... Th- this past year, them doing it. And it's the saddest thing ever because they sound incredible. It's sad, dude. So. Back to the 70s. So 70s, like, we shouldn't know that, that innocent life. But in the UP. It, it was back in time. It, it was. Cause we were that way in Flint. In back Flint, in time. In Flint, we could go around a block. We couldn't leave the neighborhood. There's no what? way. I'm 35 years old. I don't leave the neighborhood <laughs> full. Streetlight. Streetlight. Got to get home. Dude, we had a murder. and We had a home invasion murder in our neighborhood this week. I was on my way to work, and you wouldn't answer the phone. And I started so early, you were probably still snoozing. But I'm like, uh, I better call Ernesto make sure he's okay. Uh, Ernesto, you better answer the phone. Uh, this ain't funny no more. <laughs> like, dang. They had your whole block closed the, down. The, the morning of the murder, I get up to get a shower. I, I, the kids are all awake, and she's awake. I get out of the shower. Everyone should be making bre- eating breakfast, and it should be loud like crazy. I come out of the shower in chonies and my T-shirt, and uh, I didn't brush my teeth there, nothing. I come out of the shower. You brush your teeth after the shower? Yeah. I brush Man, teeth. I got I to enjoy my shower. I got to have a clean mouth. Get in the shower, dude. What? I brush it after, dude. What? Don't get me started on my beer shower, dude. 
<laughs> That's after work. So, so Steve can brush my teeth with vanilla light. I'm listening. This is Monday morning. They the murder. I'm listening around. I hear, I hear. I don't hear Angie. I don't hear the kids. And I don't yell out, Angie, you okay? I go grab one of my hidden hatchets in the house. Man, I didn't know you were a juggalo, dude. Dang. I have weapons all <laughs> over the house hidden, dude. Call you hatchet man, dude. Get, get you grab a little my, decal. Grab my, it's a nasty one, too. It's one of my gross ones. Dang. I have this hatchet in my hand, and I just listen at the top of the stairs. Because I was like, there's just someone in my house. Is it dull-ish? It's dullish, dude. <sighs> and then I hear the kids laugh. I'm like, okay, put it away. I just put it away. And I didn't. Know, I don't know why I felt that uneasy. That's city life, though. You got to be ready for everything. Dude, these three teens. You're either teens, a sheepdog or a sheep, bro. Um, three teens broke into a house. And a guy tried to defend himself. They, they were teens. They were teenagers, man. Man, that's messed up, dude. It's sad, man. You know what's funny is when I when uh, the story started breaking later on while I was at work because that because we me and Ernesto live off court. What like half mile at the most from each other? Yeah. Um. So when I got to work, I had to drive by in my truck to go pick up a load. Were you at Dorton Highway? I was at Dorton in court. Yep. And which is on the other side of where you're at. Yeah. And um. I seen everything blocked off, so the, the story started. Uh, I got a lot of friends that live in the city, and um, my buddy lives off court right by you. And he was like, "Man, it was so, so crazy this morning. I heard a big crash, and I knew it was a he car heard accident." It. He goes, "And I called the cops, and the cops showed up, and they said they didn't show up for the accident. They showed up for a shooting." And he goes, "But it was all the same incident." Yes, and the, I'm like, "Holy the crap!" Ran, and one of them was shot. He was bleeding out. So he crashed the car on Court Street. Dang. Came up all the uh, homeowner shot him. Homeowner shot him, but he died in the process. That sucks, man. And when the shooting started, when I jumped, when I jumped out the window, and they finally caught that guy just two days ago. He's been on the run. Yeah. Dang. He bailed on his boys like nothing, dude. His boys was bleeding to death, dude. (laughs) Bleeding out. But um, so all that to say, (laughs) we didn't have the '70s lifestyle in Flint. The happy go lucky. But the UP, we had two, three years. Of stand prime, by me, prime time too. My girl 11, riding 12, bikes. It was great, man. Yeah, it was, was amazing. It was. Shoot, I even got busted skipping school, man. <laughs> so, um, remember the school bus stops? Yes. It was like like little carports for kids. It was yeah. crazy, dude. Now let's go into the cast. First, we got Dan Aykroyd as Harry Stolfus. Dan Aykroyd's amazing in this. We're going to deal with him in a little bit. Let's leave this now. We'll leave this here. Come back to it. We have Jamie Lee Curtis. You ain't going to believe this, man. I don't believe this. Jamie Lee Curtis has some good movies on her resume, dude. There's some bad ones like Virus, that little horror movie from the 90s. Ain't nobody watched that. I'll tell you what. I watched the Mother one. Did you? Mother? Yes. That was messed up, dude. Was she the bad guy? Was she the psycho? Yeah, but she was also naked. I was like, dang, Jamie Lee. <laughs> I'm hungry. But her her claim to fame is, I didn't realize. True Lies? How <laughs> She actually was awesome in True Lies. She was awesome in True Lies. I Harry, let me do the talking. <laughs> so funny. This dude, Bill Paxton again. He's amazing in that dude, movie. Dude. It's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, you still interested in that Camaro? <laughs> Corvette, boy. Oh, I don't know what it was. You still interested in that Corvette? His, he's such a car salesman. <laughs> Tom Arnold is ruthless in that movie, dude. Oh. <laughs> I didn't see you for your eyes in your face. <laughs> but Jamie Curtis, there's a scene where she, the limo's going off the bridge. He gets your hand, and the limo falls. That was an awesome visual. First of all, I... That's that was twenty years ago, okay. It's still amazing. I'm like I don't. See that it. is older than uh, Independence Day. 
And it looks better. And the action's way better. Like, the effects are way better. I'm like, how have they well, filmed That's this? James Cameron's son. James Cameron don't play. James Cameron's son, he can make the Titanic action thing. <laughs> Dang. Um, but Jimmy Curtis, um, and it was crazy. She has an audience, like, for us, like, young, but also even an older audience, but even young people like her, because Freaky Friday, was that her movie she was big in? This generation, yeah, something. Wow. People love that something. movie with her and uh, Lindsay Lohan switch places. That movie was huge. It was dude. her and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, dang, dude. It was, I think it was Lohan before she went nuts. Too bad Mean Girls was the bomb too. Shoot, I've not seen the whole thing. What? But I'm gonna watch it for my daughter when she's older because she got. I understand that Mean Girl world. She can be up in it, dude. I know. You have Macaulay Culkin, who was fan. Fantastic in this movie. Thomas J. I love they call that Thomas J. You know J. what's awesome? He was awesome in Uncle Buck too. He, dude, he, you know, and he, he he was an awesome child actor. He was great. Uh, too bad. Have you ever seen that movie Saved with Mandy Moore? That movie, I, I I literally because it mocks that Christian world so well, I can't watch. It. I get too uncomfortable. Uh, too bad. Macaulay Culkin was great. I understand. I'm saying it does show how dumb that world is. How yeah. fake and how lame. I can't handle it, dude. Easy, man. Easy. Dang. That's your, <laughs> that's your job, fool. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, there's a part of the, 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 it's, the world. It's uncomfortable because there's a lot of truth. A lot of truth. And it makes me sad. It shouldn't be that way. Um, but uh, Macaulay Culkin, I mean, the kid. I mean, I, first of all, I want to say this. He had those, like, Uncle Buck, My, my Girl, Home Alone 1 and 2, Page Master, all family friendly. Page flicks. Master was so sweet. So, you know, it's crazy though. In the middle of that, they needed to do some re, uh, re, uh, like recuts for his voice. Started going through puberty. They couldn't do it. Poor bastard. <laughs> Dang. So this, but then he surprises all of us and does the Good Son. And dude, he showed his. What teeth. did they call the dummy, Mister Mister Highway? Highway. Ooh, that okay, the, that was brutal. That, the end of that movie is Doesn't he legit. Die? Yes, <laughs> dang. She's got he him was, and her son. Oh. She's got her son and her like cousin, her nephew. like nephew, and th their weights pulling her off, like they're pulling her four off that ledge. Because and, and I've been there where you have something heavy and it's pulling you into the, like the water or something. You know what I'm saying? And you ain't she, been there. No, no, well. not. I'm saying like in life and death. Dog, you know, I'm saying, like, I was you, about to drop a burrito. <laughs> you're trying to grab something like <laughs> off a boat and your top heavy's gonna flip you off. Like, dude, that ending is unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Dude, it, it, who played? I can't remember who played the mom, but she starts realizing her son's a freaking psycho. Yeah, dude. And he plays it well. He's amazing in that movie. Calkin is a good end of the game. Let's talk about it. There's rumors right now. Is there any substantiated fact about this? I, don't, I have heard from multiple um, online things, which you know how much truth there is in those, that he is going to be Kirk Cobain in a, in a, like a mo major motion picture about Kirk Cobain. And if this is true, I have seen pictures of him smoking a cigarette with long blonde hair, looking and wearing... All stars and tore up jeans, just like a re like his regular look, looking just like Kurt Cobain, dude. And if there is truth to it, he would be an incredible Kurt Cobain. I hope it's true, dude. There's weird talk. We'll look it up more. But man, that would be something. Um, he was apparently he was in, he was in an art piece where he was Cobain. They did an art like a. Like a, like a Art piece. Is that where all the ideas are coming from? And he apparently was awesome. Mm -hmm. And now there's talk because of that of maybe spinning to something bigger. 
He would be a great Kurt Cobain. You ever see some videos with him? He's a weird dude. Um, I watched a documentary that came out, and he's high on heroin, Jeez. holding his baby. He, Courtney he Love. Heroin? Are you kidding I didn't me? No, using heroin. Are you junkie? kidding me? I didn't. You know what he told Courtney Love? His dream was what to have, I think three million dollars, and all the heroin he could handle. And just disappear. Have millions of dollars in heroin and be gone. That's the craziest thing I've ever Well, in this documentary I've seen, he had, he was holding his baby. He was falling asleep. And Courtney Love was cutting the baby's hair with a pair of scissors. I was almost like, I got to turn this off. Because she's nuts. To this day. It's crazy. And uh, what's that called when a kid divorces their parents? Um, That's, um. There's a word for uh, emancipation. Emancipation. Um, proclamation. proclamation. <laughs> <laughs> she emancipated herself from Courtney Love. And when she turned 18, she got the Kurt Cobain money. Boy. Oh. You know what's crazy? I was uh, uh, researching. Um, I was doing something about bass players. I was looking up things. Chris Novoselic hasn't been in a band since Nirvana, since like 94. And he is the 10th richest bass player in music. Shut your because mouth. Because of Nirvana money. Holy Number 10 cow. richest bass player. That's crazy. Uh, you know what's crazy? The richest is a billionaire. Who? Paul McCartney. That's, there it is. Sting is worth a hundred and something million. He's a bass player? Are you kidding me? I almost swore like a mug. <laughs> the reason the police are probably one of the most incredible live bands I've ever seen is because they're a three-piece Drums? Stuart Copeland is one of my favorite drummers of all time. And uh, and Sting is the lead singer and bass player. Wow. And he plays bass and sings. People hate on on Sting because of his solo stuff. But, dude, you listen to some some police, boy? They're amazing. So, Calkin, in this movie, he's, he's incredible. It's it, it, there's kind of like a mini love story between Culkin and the girl. But it's beautiful, dude. It's, it's gonna be my. But uh, then you got Anna Chomsky, the girl. She doesn't do a lot in her movie career, but she's a lot in TV. Um, she ends up, dude. She currently is on, on the show called Veep. You heard of this show? Veep. It's uh the girl from Seinfeld. The um. Elaine. 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 She's this, still fine, dude. Elaine plays like a presidential candidate or presidential person. It's called Veep. I think she's the vice president at some point in the show, and her staff's all incompetent. And Anna Chomsky is one of her staffers in the comedy. Really? HBO. And I guess the, people say it's won all these awards. People say it's great, but I don't. I don't. I don't need much more TV in my life. Too bad TV in my life's amazing. You got Richard Macer as Phil Fultonfuss, the brother, who's awesome, and the brother is Stan from Stephen King's. Yeah. Yep. He's, do you remember when they're jump roping with him? And they're singing he all is about it. He's smoked. like, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to be a good uncle and he is smoked. Dang, man. dude. That's like when I go over to Henry's and the kids are like, You want to bounce on a trampoline? I'm like, I'll just drink a beer and watch. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, we used to do backflips and all that. Now I'm just like, Dang, Gina. But, uh, but being America's funniest. Then you have Griffin Dunn as Mr. Bixler, the teacher. And I recognized he's him. He's great. He's the guy from American Wealth in London. And he's also the boss on 40 Days, 40 Nights, which I went until today, until you said the American World from London, I was like, I watched that 40 Days, 40 Nights, and I was like, I know this dude. It was because of my girl. 
because he was the teacher in My Girl. And he's awesome. He's great. The poetry class is a pretty awesome. He's part kind of, of a movie. stud. He's a young teacher, and he's got this like adult college writing class. It, it's the creative writing class. It's and what's crazy is from one crazy summer, one of the Stork twins is in the class. The tall, skinny Stork twins is, is the hippie. His hair is curled like a mug. And yeah, he's hippie. Out. Remember they do the meditation and half the class doesn't want to participate. They're just sitting in their chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you feel, Veda? I felt your hangnail. <laughs> I'm like, dang. <laughs> but um, now this movie has, there's some scenes, what's some scenes in this movie that really took out to you? Um, favorite scene? Sure. Favorite scene is when Jamie Lee Curtis, his ex-husband, and her, his Heck brother yes. come to try to take her Winnebago. They're from Detroit. They have a salon, and she's a makeup artist. These guys now, are... Where are they right now? Where's this place that they're... Where are they living? Pennsylvania. But, oh, so, okay, so it's not too far, but it's a drive. Same size. It's all East Coast, though. It's, yeah. It's, but, um, probably six hours, you think, from mm, Detroit down? Six to eight, yeah. probably. Um, they roll up hippied out with the Mustang and the bell bottoms and the collared shirt and the curly stinking permed hair. Dude, dude. Like a crazy Jufro, dude. Dang, dude. I can't believe you just said that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, he's kind of a piece of crap. He's a dog, dude. And he, he comes up and he's like, he, he's just being rude. It's a family. It's a Fourth of July family barbecue. How awesome is that? They're stinking, singing the Star Spangled Banner before they eat, dude. It's so they're like in America, <laughs> but um, they they're getting ready to have their barbecue, and these two hippies come walking up, and you're like, who the heck is this? Because the dude is looking in her Winnebago. Yes, and they just walk right up. Dan Aykroyd and his brother and Veda and Jamie Lee are sitting there. They're getting ready to eat. The bro- yeah yeah. And, and Veda's like, or uh, Jamie Lee's like, oh crap! And she runs over. She's like, what are you doing here? You know, this is my boss's house, blah, blah, And he's like, I don't care. Like, you know. It's my Winnebago, I want know, it. I, I'm here for the Winnebago. And, he, and he's like, my lawyer said, you know, the assets or whatever. And she's like, I bought it. I paid for it. You got the Mustang. And he's, he ain't having it. And, and she's like, that's my house. That's where I live. And, and Dan Eckert walks over. And he's like, she, what? She, 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 goes, she goes, I got to introduce everybody. Oh, yeah. Now I got to introduce you. Because she doesn't want to be rude. She's trying to, she's trying to be, like, cool. Yeah. She's trying to be cordial. He doesn't want to play at court. He wants to be a, just a jerk and bully her. He's, he's there with his brother trying to be a big timer. The brother's there as much. And, and the thing is... Dan Eckert and his brother just look like some regular all-American dudes. Ain't don't don't want no trouble with nobody. And the whole movie, they've been just these <laughs> quiet. The funny thing is, is Dan Eckert is like, just remember the good times you had with the Winnebago. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. He gives the funeral home talk. He gives the like he's talking to a family that lost a loved exactly. one. Exactly. Remember the good times, Winnebago. <laughs> all the things you saw. The camping. <laughs> all the he's looking at him like, what? <laughs> it's so, so funny. And it, but the thing is though it's so like degrading like he's like undermining him dude it's very much like i'm not afraid of you and i'm talking down to you it's yeah. pretty awesome but then oh. the guy realizes it and he's not having oh it. no 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 the ex- and then he looks over at jimmy and he goes this guy boinking you and dude it starts turning right there you're like oh crap and then uh he what do you say um he t- pretty much told him you're not leaving here with that winnebago yes so you can forget about it he, he, he even invites him to sit down and eat. So we've yeah. got plenty of food. Let's be cool. Yeah. And, uh, and then the guy says, go back to your barbecue. Go back to your grill. And he goes, give me the, give me the stinking, give me the damn keys. And he's like, grabs her arm. And, he, and she's like, that hurts. And Dan goes, hey, hey. And then he's like, just jams his fist in his stomach. He's like, hey. And the dude's like, gone. 
He's, he's out, like, he wins him. It's a good hit. <laughs> and, his, and the brother's like, what you going to do that for? And the dude's smoked. And Veda, the, I rewound this part just to see the uncle in Veda's face. They're like, who is this guy? And the uncle leans over to Veda. He's, he's like, your father's a savage. And it's like, dang, dude. I love it. And then he tells him, um, like, who, who, who are you? You his brother? Yeah. I'm his brother. And he goes, oh, so you'll be visiting here often. And he's like, why would we do that? And he goes, because if he ever tries to come back here and take her Winnebago, I'm burying him in the front yard. And you're just like, dang, dude. And Jamie Lee's looking at him like, this is my man. Like, dang. <laughs> that was awesome. It's, it's, it was a, gr- it's a great this scene. This movie is full of awesome scenes. Dan Aykroyd flexing on him, dude. dude. So let's do it. Dan Aykroyd, we do a thing called a greatness test here at the Glidham Theater. Do, we're going to do this for fun, but do we really have to with Dan Aykroyd, dude? We asked a question, does an actor have three films that are stand the test of time? If he does, we call them dude, great. Dude, I'll give you a baker's dozen right now, son. So the question is, Dan Aykroyd done three films that will stand the test of time? What? What's your first one, brother? Ghostbusters. It's he wrote Ghostbusters. No, he didn't. Yes, it is. Do you know? Incredible. Bill Murray wasn't supposed to be Peter Venkman. What? Uh, who's the Belushi that died? John. Yes. He was writing a line for John Belushi when it came over the wire that Belushi had died. Oh my goodness. Yes, Belushi was supposed to be Peter Venkman. Dan Aykroyd wrote that movie. Wow. Dropping bombs over Baghdad. Too bad, let me just say. Mom is a closet fan of this podcast, and she no, she's she not. dropped some knowledge on me the other day. No. She goes, when I heard you and Ernesto talking about the Margaritaville thing, I looked it up. Jimmy Buffet wrote it and was giving it to Elvis. What? Yeah, he because Jimmy was a, more of a singer, song like a songwriter. Because early stuff was yeah, old. Yeah, he, he was, was right country, for other people. Not good yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. He wrote Margaritaville for Elvis. Elvis dies. And Jimmy just sang it. What a stud. Yeah, dude. mom's on it, dude. Dang, she, she, she called you out, well, dude. I didn't call, she called us out, fool. Yeah. <laughs> Dave and Chuck, thanks a lot. Mom put me on blast. You guys gave me some false information, dude. Shoot. Um, but uh, that's awesome. Mom listens, dude. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. Um, I'm like, don't listen too loud because we dog Mike out. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, dude! But uh, God, give me, give me your great. Okay, so Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is, I mean, literally, they've been trying to recreate this movie, dude, remember for twenty five years. I, I just watched it again, and when Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd are driving, talking about um, it's the great. end of times on the bridge. It's amazing. The funny thing is, they're both smoking cigarettes, and Dan Aykroyd's drinking a beer, and they're cruising on the bridge, dude. I'm like, different time, dude, different world. <laughs> um, Ghostbusters, like they were trying to remake that movie, and you the can new never one, do it. the new one's okay, but it's not a classic. I enjoyed it, but it will be forgotten. It's literally, oh, it's. I'm gonna watch it again. There's no what's, what's there to watch the, it again. What's the well, girl with the glasses? The weird girl. What's her name in that movie? Annie Potts. <laughs> Stupid. I'm talking about the new one. Oh, the girl from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I don't know her name. Man, I had a crush on her in that movie, dude. Even though she's goofy in real life. But uh, Ghostbusters is definitely a great film. Let me think. Number two. Speaking I, of Belushi. Hold on. I'm thinking. I don't, you might blow me up for this. But a movie is gonna that, that is. There's so many I could choose from, but I want to say this one. I want to say Tommy Boy, dude. 
He was awesome. He's awesome. But he's not in it enough to say that it's a gr- it's a great role. But even his little accent. He's perfect. You know what? I'll say this one then. I'll he's the one. Midwestern, like. I, you, you say Ghost Point Blank, same thing. I'm not, no, no. What's his name? Zelensky? Zelensky. Yeah. Pull over me, kid. <laughs> uh, too bad he was incredible in Ghost Point. He's. Because they were always ready to kill each other. It was. At the drop of a hat. He w- is an amazing villain. He was a great villain in that movie. Too bad the TV in the head. Dang. I hate the gurgle after Cusack gets him. Because that TV cuts into his throat. Oh, yeah. Hero, die and slug yeah, like, ew, yeah, dude. Gross. You know, I used to be one of my fears to have a TV dropped in my head. I, I love plasma screens because I'm glad they can't kill me that way anymore. The Not one go- you got, Ken. Well, I'm saying you can't go in the tube like that. Like I was afraid of getting the tube crushing my skull. Dude, I was that, afraid- dude tube TVs are rowdy. So I'm saying, Tom, uh, uh, you say no. To, it's like, will you take Growth Point Blank? Yeah, because it's a different side of him. He's a he's a villain. He shows, but, uh, and and because of Cusack, that movie will be amazing forever. I've watched it probably thirty times. It's it's awesome, and it's in Gross Point, Michigan, dude. Like we know Love that it's awesome. They do a lot. Like Tommy Boy's in Michigan too. There's a lot of I Tommy love that. Boy's um, Ohio fool. Oh, shoot. Sandusky, Ohio. Screw Ohio. <laughs> I hate Ohio. It's the it's the armpit of of, of the country, bro. <laughs> Try driving now. a big rig through Ohio. Just not, dude. Columbus is their capital, isn't it? I don't know, no, but Cincinnati's like, sweet. Columbus and cool too. is where Ohio State is, and you can't get there for nothing. It's there's no major highway by too Columbus. Too bad Bowling Green's out in the in the middle of nowhere too. It's stupid. I, I don't get the, uh, build a better highway system, Ohio. Dude, Ohio sucks. <laughs> Talking about Michigan, dude. Oh shoot! So what do you got for number three? Blues Brothers. Oh my gosh, it's Come awesome. on, dude. He's so great in that movie. That movie is unbelievable. We're on a mission from God. Dude, dude, there's... Dude, James Brown is a preacher in that movie. That movie is incredible. Timeless. In every way. Dude, the, the music is real musicians. They really sing. They really dance. It, that movie is awesome. It's easily the best SNL movie ever made. Easily. Ever. And it is. And Dan Aykroyd, first of all, he ain't never that thin again. That, that, is, that was pimped out, tall, skinny. I mean, I'm telling you, if I ever get married, it's Blues Brothers suits. When my, I was best man at Sean O'Dell's uh, wedding. Blue, Blue we all had uh, black suit pants, black suit coat, white shirt, black ties. Blues Brothers style, dude. Awesome. But we had all-stars on, though. So it was, it was like modern Blues Brothers. Dude, that movie <laughs> is like the, the timeless, dude. There's so many. Dude, the, the rawhide KKK, scene. The rawhide scene. Man. The car, the, the, the cop car to the mall. That, dude, it, the head of the KKK is the stinking boss at the grocery store in Interspace. Yes, it is, dude. <laughs> and he's the guy, the scientist dude on Biodome. He, dude, dang. He's, he's got a the, lot of uh, little crazy little things. Aykroyd. Has so many good roles. Blue Brothers, yeah, there is three. There's three great ones. Easy. Well, yeah, but you, you got to give me a different one though. I, I, I want one that Aykroyd is like a huge part in. A huge like Blue Brothers. I can't believe that's it, it, that's top of the list, dude, dude. It's insane, dude. The only SNL movie that comes close to Blues Brothers is Wayne's World. Wayne's World was just Wayne's World. You're fantastic. right. That's close up there. I have one for you. Like, oh, man, I want this one. You might say, hey, Sneakers is a is a unappreciated gem of a movie. Sneakers was awesome. Robert Redford. Um, Emilio. Remember he dies at the beginning? That's Mission Impossible, dude. No. Emilio Estevez dies on top of the elevator. That's Mission Impossible. Is it really? Yes. Dang, Gina. I S- thought I'd never seen Mission Sneakers Impossible. Sneakers is Redford. And the, who's the bad guy? 
His buddy goes to prison, ends up not being dead. I forgot who the bad guy in that movie is, but Dan Aykroyd plays, his name's Mother. His name's Mother in the movie. And he's this, like, he's this weird computer genius. He's so good in the movie. There's movies like, okay, not great, but movies I love, Dragnet. Loved Dragnet with him and Tom Hanks. Too bad Dragnet is a great movie, and that will live on. Um, I love Dragnet, man. It was good. The He's great the outdoors. Virgin, dude. Yeah, dude. Great, great outdoors, dude. He plays a what do you call it? Like pole. <laughs> He's the um. He's the Randy Quaid character from the, the movies. He's the, he's like the bad brother. He's the one that's yes. he needs the money. He needs the bail. He's acting all tough and cool, but he needs help. Dude, how about stinking trading places, bro? Oh shoot. Nothing but trouble. He was fantastic. You, that's your favorite movie. That's my keep. movie, dude. All that to Spies say. like us, dude. I haven't seen that one in 25 years. <gasps> I watched it recently. Is it still good? He, he was awesome on the Twilight Zone movie. He was great on the Twilight Zone. Want to see something scary? Want to see something really scary? <laughs> dude, all I know is driving on an empty road, turning your headlights off, is freaking scary. Uh, are you kidding me? It's so scary, it's a, dude. It's a dare we used to do. It's, it's, it's high schoolers. It is horrifying. So, let's say it. Dan Aykroyd is a great actor. He's so great. Red Room Theater has sa- says officially with no reservation that Aykroyd, you're the man. We love you, and you are good in this movie. Thank you for making movies. You are the man. Caddyshack 2, he was fantastic in too. <laughs> oh, he's the killer. He's the, the assassin. <laughs> he's the guy that's trying to kill the... the... the it's so stupid. What is, what is the names he comes up with? Um... Mrs. Esther House. <laughs> He's so funny in that movie. As kids, we love we the movie wouldn't make any sense to us. But we so loved, dumb, dude. We love the part. Remember when he gets shot in the butt with a dart and he's like, Can you suck the poison out? Did he say it to Chevy Chase? Yes. How much money are we talking about here? <laughs> oh shoot. So Dan Aykroyd's the man. Mrs. Esther House. <laughs> <laughs> So how can you listen to the Red Room Theater? A couple of ways. First, there's the iTunes podcast store. Probably one, if you're an Apple user, have an iPad, iPhone, Macintosh computer, there's an app called the Podcast app. You can subscribe to the Red Room Theater, spelled the tray, European spelling of theater. Subscribe the to our podcast. You get it every week in your, in your feed. You don't have to download it. You can stream it. It's awesome. If you're an Android user... <laughs> It's a Freudian slip. <laughs> you're so stupid. If you're, <laughs> you're such a snob, dude. dude That's hilarious. If you're an Android user, dang, the Stitcher app. That was funny. Dude. Is a great podcatcher. It can be subscribed to many podcasts through Stitcher. Yeah. You listen, subscribe to many podcasts, do Stitcher, and listen. To, it, it keeps them up to date for you. If you're an Android loser, <laughs> oh, I mean, you, you also we, we always post new episodes on Facebook and Twitter. You can see it there. So, and if if you happen to be an iTunes user on Apple devices, we'd ask if you leave a five star review for us. It helps us get in front of more people. Right now, if you type in Red Rum and iTunes, we're not the first stinking hit. We want to get there, so please leave us the reviews and help our show be in front of more people. It's a free way for you to help us be in front of more people. So thank you very much. 
This movie's a coming-of-age film. It's what it is. There's Man, you love that phrase. <laughs> there's love growing up. Dude, she even... She eat, we'll get to that in a second, but... Don't even start getting me going, dude. Lucky I ain't had nothing to drink. There's... The, the, my wife... Every time I, Every week we watch a movie to get ready for the podcast. And my wife used to watch it with me. We used to watch it together on the couch where the kids go to bed and love life. She wouldn't watch this movie with me. She wouldn't do it. Because she remembers the pain. Because she, she was a young girl growing she up. She said her and her sisters, half-hour drive, because they lived in the sticks, they had a half-hour of the theater. Dude, they grew up in the sticks. They said on the way dude. home, half-hour of the way home, they were crying the whole time on the way home. All three? All three. Were Dang! Oh, could you imagine this thing in emotions in this that car? This is one of the first films I ever watched with children dealing with death. Because in, in our life, we watch Die Hard. It's always like death was more like everyone dies in gunfights. But someone you actually love dying is something we weren't close to. As kids, we were kind of shielded from death. Wouldn't you say that's fair? Yeah. We had... We never... I, I mean, I was a, uh, pretty much grown by the first time I ever went to a funeral. Yes. I never went to any funerals. And uh, we had a cousin we didn't know very well die as children. Um, remember the, um, one of our cousins shot the other, shot their other cousin? And I remember the, the, the phone call came in. That what like, basically a gun was left laying around. The older son grabbed the gun, shot his little sister. Thought it was a toy gun, killed her. And I remember all our parents are crying. It's family's coming over. It's a nightmare, and they just put us away. And didn't yeah, tell us we, they didn't. We didn't go. They didn't tell. We didn't understand. Never saw them again. Just it was. It was. We de- We never talked about death. Faced death. and went to funerals. And thankfully for us, no one we were close to died as children. We've been pretty. Insulated, Tony. No one in the inner circle has died for us. Like, inner circle is like me, you, Ma, Jesus, and my wife and kids. That's the kind of inner circle. And grandma. Grandma's like grandma. Uncle John. Yeah. I mean, the inner circle. Darlene, yeah. Yep. No one in the inner circle has passed away. We haven't faced it that close yet. Which sucks, dude, because we ain't getting no younger, neither are they. The next circle out, we've had a few losses. Yeah. The Othino passed away. We've had a few friends die that we loved. Um, but this movie, we watch it. And you see friendship and a crew hanging out, and the talk about the most brutal, like her best friend. He's got her back. The only one that doesn't make fun of her. Those two, just like we talked about last week, those two came together because they're both strange. Yes, and they're and they're, but they're like. Like, even the stinking snotty little brats go by and are making fun of her. Yep, because she's hanging out with him. She's not my. He's not my boyfriend. And he, he, as, as men, we didn't know this. He he goes, they're out hang, hanging out. They're knocking on a bee's nest because I used to love that as a kid. Knocking on a bee's nest was always. I so remember fun. when you got stung in the eyelid in that tree, dude. Oh, that was, that was insane, nasty. dude. You look like Apollo Creed after that <laughs> mug, dude. Um, stinking. He goes back to that area because she lost her. She mood lost ring. her mood ring, which was black and was always black. And she said, "This thing doesn't work." And the reason he goes back for it is because they kiss under a tree. That, that's kids. their first kiss. They're both their first kids. Kids are weird. We're, like, we're trying to play around with this. What is what? Is what? Remember when they're both so awkward? They're like, say something. And they start pledging allegiance. <laughs> they did so And then it gets fun. done, and they're like, uh. Because it's, it is that awkward. So awkward, dude. First kiss, dude. Holy cow. Damn, I'm trying to think what my first Just kiss was. Just headbutts over the nose, dude. Dang, <laughs> My dude. first kiss was nah, ugly, dude. Ugly. I remember, I remember where, with who. It was ugly, dude. I had no idea what I was doing. Dang, Gina. Almost swallowed her whole face off, dude. <laughs> You're not going to give me nothing. I'm just low on this one, huh? Well, I, I'm, 
I don't want to sound like a hoochie or nothing, but I can't remember my <laughs> first kiss. I can't remember that. You're a man whore, dude. Holy cow. Man, I have steamroller, fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Dude, my first kiss is pretty traumatic, man. Uh, <laughs> but they, he, the boy. I know who was with, too. Macaulay Culkin, he cares for the girl. He... He knows that she's in love with the teacher. Right, he knows it. And he tells her, you can't marry a teacher because she thinks she's going to run away with him. And like, and he and he says to her, if it doesn't work out with you and the teacher, would you consider me? It's so sweet. And she looks and she like... She smiles. Yeah, she smiles. She's like, you know, yeah. And he's like, yes. And he goes back to, to the find scene the ring. where they knock the bee's nest down to find her ring. Because he's like... I'm in. I'm like, get her ring, because what men do when they love a woman, give yeah, her a ring. They, yeah, they, they especially because he knew she was upset that she lost it. And it's impossible to find it in the leaves and stuff. But he, but does. he finds it. He's like, yes. Doesn't realize that when he got there, he kicked that nest again. And they, also the bees were still in it. And, and, he, start, and this dude is allergic to everything. And those bees kill and They kill him. Brutal, dude. Remember when the cop comes? Because back in the day... Cops were friends with the, the, the people. Everyone knew you know? it, yeah. So the cop comes over, and you can see Dan, dude, and I'll tell you what, the sad, one of the saddest things earlier in the movie, the little coffin comes to the house. And he because he's got her. a display room. Yes. And she says, what is that? Why is that one so little? He's like, it's for extremely short people. Because remember, she says, is that for children? He says, absolutely not. Doesn't want to put oh, that near her. Of course not. Yep. That coffin alone was the saddest thing ever, dude. And they and think it was it's it's, it's it's her best friend. And the dad's the only guy in town that does it. They they wheel the body to him. That's oh, so awful. My goodness. And they take yeah. Holy they wheel it crap. up. The, it's and she is like literally room bound. She can't she go can't out. Can't function. No. And she, remember, she goes to the doctor and she's like the bee stings, because she went to the doctor all the time. There was never anything wrong. And she uh, she the whole time thought she had a chicken bone in her throat. Every time someone died, she thought what had killed them was killing her. Yeah. And thought so, she had prostate problems. Yep. But she goes to the doctor. She can't breathe. And she's saying that she's feeling the bee stings. That's the saddest thing ever, dude. Remember when he's trying to explain to her that the bees got him? Oh, my goodness. He's a good dad, man. He is an awesome dad. But at the funeral, she comes down finally. Saddest thing I've ever seen in my life, dude. As a kid, it messed me up, dude. Dude, and uh, Macaulay Coggin was this little, tiny, skinny kid with glasses. And I could relate because I was a little, tiny, skinny you kid. You were a sickly and kid. And I couldn't function. To this day, cannot function without my glasses. So that scene, when she comes down, she starts saying, you want to go climb trees? Do you want to play? Do you want to ride bikes? And she's like, look at his face. And she's like, and the and the parents in the front row, and they start they start crying, and she's like, he he can't see without his glasses. He needs his glasses, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can't even handle dude, this, dude. I um, to tell you the truth, it choked me up bad. Choke, dude. I I, I, I was free flowing, bro. <laughs> I I was so glad I didn't, cause I, I I had a long day at work. I think it was 13 and a half hour day at work. I got home, I was chilling. Mm. And I was real close to pouring me a leak, you know, a little, little bourbon glass. And I'm so glad I didn't have anything to do. You would have been. I would have been just like, oh, baby, I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> Try dialing some married woman. <laughs> no. 
She better not be married. That bitch. <laughs> I was laying. She about to be married in fifty days. I was laying. <laughs> I still love you, you bitch. <laughs> oh my God. No, but I'm telling you what. I don't care who you are. That scene will mess you up. It, as a kid, it made it real. When was the first time you faced death as a person? Someone you love, someone close to you in your world passed away. Probably th- Ray's little brother. That's a, you lived with Ray. That's a real. That was in your well, world. The, the crazy thing was, me and Ray were in a band together. We all lived in Hazel Park. We partied together. We were wild. Ray's little brother Ryan was real good friends with Jesus, with my little yep. brother. So they used to party and hang and do crazy stuff while me and Ray were doing crazy stuff. And and the common thing that me and Ray had was our little brothers were little crazy asses, and we would. I mean, that that was a that funeral was rough. Because it was a bunch of tattooed wild metalheads in there crying. And it was just like, holy crap. Because he was all of our little brothers. Yeah. And Jesus took it real bad because that was his homie, dude. That was his boy. That that was nuts. That was probably the first time, like, really with death. There was a couple kids that died in high school that were, I knew but weren't close to. But there was a girl that <laughs> didn't have a lot of friends in high school. And I try to be a friend to, for the people I didn't have friends, but I didn't. I didn't. I, I just thought I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like her, you know. I, so I, I was kind of brush her off, and she didn't want to hang out, and I'd never, ever let her in our crew. Like not meanly, just kind of just never invited. You know what I'm saying? I talked to her a few times, and I, I'd always feel like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna bring her in so she can have a crew because she has no crew. She's kind of, and she got hit by a drunk driver crossing the street. Was she a high school friend? Yeah. What? And dude, it messed me up. Did I know her? I think so. She's in the church bus with us a few times. A lot of times, actually. That's crazy. That one, that one got me, dude. That one. But again, we've never had it super close. Yeah. Had a few family members that were on the outside that we kind of knew but didn't know. Um, but this movie as a kid. It kind of shook me, like, man, this, this is, this people can, people can die. Well, it makes you think, like, like life really is fragile, man. Man, <clears throat> like, it, like, it makes you really think, like, in your mind, the world revolves around you because you're the only one living your life, and that can be taken away, like that. And when it's gone, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think somebody real close like that. And you know what? To this day, like, we've had the look of family. We've had fallen out with family. I've, I've been mad at mom before. I've been mad at Jesus. Um, I've mean, we, 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 we people mad at me before. I remember one time I was so mad at Jesus, and I was like, man, uh, it's today, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's crazy? I always get, for, let it go, forgive it, because I don't want there dude, to be bad blood. I'll tell you what, man. That's one thing that I do, too. Like, I have, like, people close to the family Rip me off, dude. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm a better person than you. I'd never rip you off. I'd never. And you know what? I'm going to prove that I'm a better person by not, by just letting it go. Whatever. Because the material things, that's all they are. I don't care. Whatever, man. If you need something that bad where you're going to rip off family, dude, okay. So, you know, it sucks for you. And I'm not, like grandma said it best. I was talking to her earlier. I'm not going to forget but I'm gonna forgive. Heck yes. Because it ain't worth it. Whatever. And I don't wanna have regret. If something happens no. and someone's gone, I don't want the last thing we said to be like, I hate you, or you're stupid, or you're I wish you were dead. You don't wanna carry that crap, that, dude. dude. 
People have those things in their head too. Heck yeah, they do. You know, you do funerals. I, do, it, I, I see. I see regrets. You've seen people trying to make it right at the casket. Yes. I couldn't even imagine, dude. Dang, Gina, just got real as a mug, dude. This movie, my kids will watch it at some point in their life, and it will, it will be a lot of discussion. So let's lighten it up a little bit, make it a little more. Uh, it's, it's probably gonna make all our women listening mad, but here we go. This movie also, growing up. And you listen, since I was a little boy, I've always wanted to be a dad. Yeah, me too. I think that because you don't have a dad, it makes you want to make it right when you get older. You want to. You know what's crazy with me? I've always wanted a daughter. See, I was opposite. This movie scared me. I didn't want a daughter. Well, this movie made me glad I wasn't a daughter. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's I, fair. I, this movie made me glad I'm a boy because at the end of the day, we got it easy, man. Dude, the scene where she goes through her first period, dude. Yeah, she's like... I can't imagine being a little... Uh, uh, lucky uh, for her, Jamie Lee Curtis was there. Exactly! I'm going to tell you something. It sounds... And, and we're guys. It sounds so messed up. Dang. But listen, okay. I'll, I'll do a story from India, then we'll go back to America. I was in India once, okay? I get asked to go to speak at this event. I go, it's like the neighborhood block party. And there's like, the, there's a girl there. I think it's her birthday. She's dressed in like oh, a beautiful my dress. my goodness. Um, and a family, the neighbors are all over there. There's a lot of food. There's music. And, and oh, I, I go to sit on the front stage with, the, with this dance leader. And I'm like, hey, what, what, what are we, what's, what's we celebrating? Why am I speaking at this event? Like, oh, this is a mature function. I'm like, what does that mean? What's happening? He goes, he won't tell me. Because Indians are very like, like quiet about things. I'm like, what is this? He goes, ah, he goes, brother, um. This, this girl, she has become a woman, and this is the party for it. And I was like, and I'm, I'm there with Angie. I'm like, what do you mean become a woman? She goes, well, and she's, he's blushing. And Angie goes, Ernesto, she had her first period. This is the party to celebrate that. And I'm like, what the crap am I going to say at this Angie event? Angie should have been talking. But it's a different world over there. Fast forward to here. Listen, I've, I've, I was a youth pastor. I... As a youth minister, and I had a lot of kids, even girls, didn't have dads in their life. And they'd come to me with their boy problems. They'd come to me with all these things. And I always made sure Angie was with me in the room. I don't want to be, be illegal and things like that. The horror stories you hear from little girls. Who I go, can't even who imagine. Who go through their first period. Alone. Of, and their moms don't talk to them. Like, I've, there are, I, I, I haven't heard, because I don't ask this question, of course. But there are stories that are traumatic for girls for their first cycles. Mm -hmm. And this one, if Jimmy Lee Chris had been there, she'd have been with dad nuts. and uncle and grandma. Well, they don't know nothing. No. And this, I watched this movie and it makes, it's, it's raising Aunt Lena. When I was, when I was growing up, I didn't want a daughter. So I was, I was like, it seems too hard. Cause you see Veda in the movie. She's emotionally all over the place. Well, yeah. And she, she like, as much of a tomboy as she is, she's a hopeless romantic, too. Yes! She's in a room singing a song to a picture. Chill! Got a heart around his face. Oh, man. And then and the picture, the class picture, she's the only one looking at the teacher. Dude, that's so funny, dude. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. Dude, if you look at the class picture, his face is, there's a heart around his face, and she's the only one staring at him. Everyone's looking forward to the camera. It's so funny, dude. That's really funny. But, uh, like she, Bill! Like, she loves Jamie Lee Curtis, then hates her. Loves her, then hates her. Like you, it's and, women, bro. And like this one part. That's how I am with every relationship. They love me. <laughs> they hate me. Damn. <laughs> she goes to her first period. She like pushes Macaulay Culkin down. First you want to kill me, then you want to kiss me. Blow. <laughs> 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 she Somebody 
get that quote, please. That's a good, if you pull that one, we'll give you some swag, dude. Um, <laughs> Dippada, stinking. She pushes him down, and he's like, he came over to be cool, and she pushes him. He didn't, he just knew he was happy in her emotional world, the, dude. The funniest part. Oh, yeah, he was just rolling up, getting ready to ride some bikes. Yeah. She knocks him on his ass, and then she goes, don't come back for another five to seven days. And now I watch it, I'm like, dang, I know why, dude. Because <laughs> she's mad at him, because she's got to go through the changes, and the boys don't. It, for us, it's very different. It's, it's I mean... It's it's it's, it's we, we, we gotta fight stuff when we see Ida Heinken. That's about it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was no match. <laughs> no, the tape was no match for Ida Heinken. <laughs> dude, that's the funniest scene. You see the kids' faces like rip. <laughs> but I have a dog. Yo, today, listen. Today, today, this happened. We watched the opening scene of Star Trek where the um, the ship gets destroyed and the, the mom makes it out with she's having a baby. And Lena's watching. She's paying attention. She goes, she, I, I, she's cuddling with me, watching. I tell her, look, look see, this is where James C. Kirk gets born. He's the greatest captain of all time. And Because uh, I'm a freaking nerd. Yes, you <laughs> She are. knows the name of Caesar the Ape from Planet of the Apes, and she thinks he's awesome because I was watching it the other day. Caesar is awesome. Yes. So, <laughs> Caesar's dope. She goes, she goes, Dad. I'm like, yeah. She goes, how's the baby get out of the mommy's belly? And, dude, I was, you say she didn't eat her prunes. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks over at me. And I'm like, Lena, it just, it just comes out. She goes, but how come it doesn't? It, it, they, they take it out of the belly. How comes it a scar? I'm like, well, someone have scars from their bellies. She goes, hmm. And she's thinking about. It. I'm like, I'll tell you more when you're older. But Dang. it's going to be some real things, dude. And it's going to be quick, dude, because she's Mrs. 99 percentile, bro. Dude, the thing is, hopefully we can, you know, mom, Angie's got her back and help well, her through things. Well, you're lucky that you have an awesome wife who's super involved with the kids. And she's not going to be afraid to talk to her about these things that she goes yeah. through. Like, Jimmy Lee Cruz would tell her about the birds and the bees and everything, because no one's ever told her anything. She's like, that's not how her baby is coming from. Like, she's freaked out of her mind. That should be illegal. Well, you're not going to think that later <laughs> on. <laughs> but having a girl is tough. And I, when I first got pregnant with, with when Angie and I first got pregnant, we didn't know what kind of kid we're going to have, boy or girl. We didn't know the gender. And I, I always said, he, he, he. Because my mind, I wanted a boy, boy, boy. Lena was born. You know what? It's too bad you melted quick as a mug. It's did so you know the, um, did you wait to find out the gender? No, we just uh, we couldn't afford an ultrasound. Dang, dude! Um, so we just didn't know. <laughs> That's crazy. You didn't know until she was born? Yeah, we didn't know until she was born. She came out, they told us, it's a girl. And when I held her, dude, it softened me, and I never recovered. I know, dude, because Henry had two girls. And I remember the same day, I'm a truck driver, and I'm cruising around, and I deal with this rugged caveman all day. And you, you called me? crying about something with Lena, and Henry called me, crying about something with his daughters. And then I'm like, and they're, and these are all my nieces. So by the time I get to stinking a, a plant to deliver, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no, I can't. I got to be tough, man. And I walk out, I'm like, F, F, F. I'm, give me some tobacco. Bing. I'm like trying to be a man, dude. I'm like, there's no way I can handle having a daughter, dude. But it's the movie Man on Fire made me, made me want to have a daughter. Because Denzel's a pimp. This movie scared me because it just looked so, she's so, and her emotion, she doesn't tell people what's going on. She just goes through it, and people around her in this whirlwind of emotion. And Angie told me, she goes, Ernesto, she goes, 11's the worst. Dang. She goes, I'm like, really cool. She goes, 11, all of us were insane in our homes. 
to our parents. And I'm like, Angie, I can't deal with this, man. Like, I'm scared. I'm scared of Lena. Oh, you're going to be Going done. nuts and fighting me and yelling. And Nesto will fight. He'll, he'll, he'll look at me and want to beat me up. I can handle that. Lena using her mental weapons to dismantle me, it's going to be up. I'm going to stand against her and go to my room and cry like a baby, dude. It's going to be brutal. I can't even imagine the fights you guys are going to have, dude. <laughs> She's going to be bringing home Loser McGee, dude. Oh, she better not. Dude. <laughs> bringing home Buddhist monks. Dude, just, just to spite me, it's going to be out of control. Um, <laughs> bringing home little Jufros. Little uh, Harry Krishnas. <laughs> Wearing orange rose, dude. Stupid a tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> you want to flower, Mr. Alanese? Dude, I'll bury him in my flower bed. Shoot. Um, but, <laughs> but Man, I'm scared for you. Dude, but this movie is one of the only movies we ever watched as kids where girls were the main character. Most of our movies are very boy-centric. But this one helped us see things from a different point of view, get us a little softer towards women, and I think that's a good thing. So there it is. Razors are razors wrong. Now, you can follow us on Twitter at Red Rum Theater or individually at Ernesto Alanis. And at Chico Love 24. Booyah. Or follow us on Facebook, you know, at Red Rum or Facebook.com slash Red Rum Theater. Um, what movie? We have two more weeks of SummerSlam. What movie do we do next week, dude? What do we do next week? All right, so we're trying to figure out. Well, next week's, no, next week's is not. Oh, never mind. What are we doing next week, brother? The Beast. Oh. Yeah. One of the all-time classics. Holy crap. Is Talk a... about coming of age. Dude. Yes. Growing up, dude. And how about dealing with the stepdad that you're not comfortable <sighs> with? Dude, we're doing the Sandlot next week. This... One of the greatest summer films it's of all time. Ama- it made me, wa- dude, it made me want to be a baseball player. Heck yes. We're doing the Sandlot next week. So get your, get your old VHS out. Rent it on iTunes. Find a way to get this thing. Watch the Sandlot this week. And we've been arguing, Tony and I, you've, you've seen us arguing. I wanted the natural like crazy, and Tony fought me to We're the already doing a baseball movie. Oh, I, dude, you won the fight. I give up, okay? Listen, I might have won the battle. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but we asked people to give suggestions. There were some good and bad ones, suggestions given. Someone suggested Surf Ninjas. Hey, at least it wasn't Surf Ninjas kicked back. <laughs> It was like three ninjas. Uh, That's it. Three ninjas. <laughs> I'm <back>. stupid. Surf <laughs> ninjas had Rob Snyder. No. <gasps> I'm I was confusing three ninjas and so surf ninjas. Surf ninjas also got Ernie Reyes Jr. Yes! Dude, that's actually a badass movie. <laughs> Dang! So for the That third, will be in the future. For the third week of SummerSlam, we have come to a decision. Someone give me a suggestion. Listen, and I, I gotta won. I gotta give her props. We're sending her some swag, dude. Yeah, she's going to get some, some stuff. Um, Anna Campbell, you're my hero this month. We are fighting tooth and nail. And like I said. Someone's going to say when it. Somebody says it. Because well, no. when I texted you that, you were like, dude. <laughs> there it is. Because, th- okay, should I say it? Say it. Don't tell mom the babysitter is dead. The dishes are done, man. <laughs> this movie is a summer. The mom's going to be gone for the summer. There's teenagers in the house, and they're all excited because they think they're going to have a free summer to, to free-for-all. And that was probably one of the biggest teen movies of, Huge, of the I mean, year. This, this was, uh, that was Kelly Mundy's first big movie, wasn't it? That was, movie was advertised like crazy. I remember as a kid, we quoted that line from the, the, the trailer all the time. All the time, dude. Still do, It's dude. an awesome movie. 
and um, the dishes are done, man. It's a lie we say to this day. Yes. So, oh, dude, when we used to work at all those, <laughs> every time we clock out, as soon as you finish that last sheet tray, the dishes are done, man. Every day at work, dude. It's like me when I play uh, to get to ride. I always go like Tom Hanks and Polar Express. So I've never seen it. Every round, someone says, "Oh, the the cartoon." Yes. It's stupid because by the time we played for two hours, it was like, "Stop saying it!" But I can't because every time it's like. It's like someone's like, I want tickets. Tickets! <laughs> <laughs> Too bad another one that I always say from that movie is, TV rots your brains. <laughs> so we're doing Sandlot. I'm excited to watch this again. It's Sandlot been a next minute. week. And then July 30th, Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's That's going to be great. What a crazy title of a movie. It's amazing, dude. dude. All right. so She's on the flower bed. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater.